0: Is a boost, all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy, stay focused. Hey guys, welcome back to the pod. Hope everyone is doing well. I just had the funniest experience on the subway and this isn't me boasting, this is just like New York City, why I love it. I was sitting on the subway next to a woman who was sitting next to a woman, and then on the other side of me there was a space and there was two other women. And halfway through the subway ride, One of them was like, Are you Tinks? And I had headphones on, and I was like, What? And she was like, Are you Tinks? And then the girl next to me said, Wait, I was gonna ask too. And the girl next to her goes, Wait, I was gonna ask, I was gonna ask that to you too. And it was just so cute. And that would only happen in New York. Um, So that was really fun. And shout out to those girls. You were so sweet. And I hope you all have good days at work because most of us were on our way to work. I was also late again because I went to go get, okay, this new coffee shop. I'm not cheating on Jack's because I'm not getting coffee there. It's called Cafe, like 1668 or something. And I like it because the symbol is a sheep. And I love, I think sheep are so cute. Like a little baby sheep. That's why I want to call my first dog, Lammy. And um, all of the cool people in Tribeca go there. And I went and they have this like amazing green juice. It's called like detox, refresh, or something stupid, but like it's so good. It takes them twenty-five minutes to make this juice. Hand to God, I wait. I don't care. I fully waited, and then I I was about to go in the subway, and I got this podcast is just becoming the chronicles of me having horrible time management. But then I got a Facetime call right before, so I was like, ah, oh, let me walk to the next subway stop while I finish this Facetime call. Steve is like, well, oh, thank you for being so uh, kind to my time. Sorry, Steve. Um, but then. It was so hot. And I was like, oh, my God. Then got on the subway. That subway was fucked up. Had to go to another subway. Yada, yada, yada. Um, Okay. Also, I started this show. It doesn't love and death. And I'm so late to the game. Oh, my God. It's amazing. And also it's based on a true story. And I haven't been really in the mood for anything negative at all. I've been in like my sensitive Sally mode. I just have not been had any appetite for any sort of negativity at all on, on television or what, or what have you or even in books. And it's about a murder. I'm not giving anything away because like, you know, in the first episode. Um, but it's absolutely incredible. Elizabeth Olsen is such a good actress. Holy shit. It's so wild to me that like in one family, you can have three like such talented people. I, oh my God, I was obsessed with the Olsen twins. I don't know why I haven't talked about it more because they were like, I mean, obviously for every 90s child, it was like, they are so important. But I think for me, the reason why I was so obsessed with them is because I lived in England and every summer I'd come and there would be like a new Mary-Kate and Ashley movie. And I just felt like, I felt like those were American girls, right? I felt like that's what all American girls were supposed to be. So obviously like that, I felt like, wow, I'm really ugly compared to them. And I do not have my hair never looks like that. But anyway, what's everyone's favorite Mary Kate and Ashley movie? Mine is passport to Paris. I just think it's like a work of art. I just, actually that's not true. My favorite, um, Mary Kate and Ashley movie is, um, it takes two and it's with Kirstie Alley. May she rest. And that's actually why me and Chloe call each other Diane is because we both love that movie. And it's literally the best movie ever. It's so sweet. It's it's just like the sweetest movie ever. And Kirstie Alley is just oh God, she she was a, just a talent and I loved her. Um, at least I think that's what it's called. Now I'm freaking out that that's not what it's called. It It is. OK, OK, because um, there's another movie with Kirstie Alley that's really funny. That's about like babies or something, which is also really funny. Oh, well, look who's talking. That's right. Steve said, look who's talking. And that's what it is. I, I weirdly love that movie too. Um, but Mary-Kate and Ashley movies, I went with Passport to Paris girly. And then the Australia one, Our Lips Are Sealed. Do you remember their dresses that were made? They wore those thick black headbands and they wore the dresses that looked like a twister. Oh my God. And when they go to Passport to Paris, they wore those one shoulder backpacks. And then that summer when I was in Florida staying with my grandparents, I went to the mall and I saw that Gap had these one-shoulder one, one shoulder backpacks. And I remember, I mean, I think I remember, I think that they were $20. When I say that I begged my mother for this fucking backpack that was so impractical the entire summer, begging, doing extra swimming lessons, doing extra chores, begging, 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 finally, she gives me the backpack. I go back to school in England. Everyone makes fun of me. Everyone's like, that backpack is fucking heinous you're a loser. So that just goes to show you the value of something is really dependent on where you where you're at because okay, I was made fun of. Luckily, my best friend at the time, Natasha, she got a blue one. I got pink, she got blue. And we just kind of rocked it out together even though everyone was like those backpacks are fucking stupid. Everyone everybody else had um Jan Sport. You remember those backpacks? Those were very cool and kind of more like less try hard but whatever I've always been the person who gets the pink thing because I like pink um but yeah it was always a big thing like oh are you a Mary-Kate are you an Ashley which again plays so deeply into like millennial why we're fucked up like those are our options are you one beautiful skinny blonde girl who's slightly more into sports or are you her identical twin skinny blonde girl who's a little bit more into fashion like cut me some slack it's no wonder why we have fucking issues us millennials um just to close the loop wanted so badly to be a mary kate but i was an ashley because you know i was like fashion pink that kind of thing it's so funny the Delta between like the spice girl you want to be and the spice girl that you are. Like, again, wanted to be baby spice, wanted to be cutesy and whatever, whatever. I was always posh. And you know what? That's so funny because now I a thousand percent identify with posh the most, love her the most, idolize Victoria Beckham. But in the moment, I was like, I want to be baby. And everyone's like, You're not, you're not baby. You're like really intense and like you have dark hair. So you're, you're posh. And I was like, Okay, whatever. Um, billboard dad another incredible mary kate nashley movie don't forget new york minute a classic a classic but i even watched their um remember when they were really little and they would do those little short movies i remember so vividly going to blockbuster going to the aisle and like praying that the mary kate nashley movies would be there in the video like that they wouldn't be checked out that is something today's kids will never understand i i don't care if i sound old I really liked that that was a thing because it felt like so much more of a treat. Now I go on to Netflix. I scroll for fucking two hours. I watch half of something. My attention span is shot. I never finish a show. I will be shocked if I get through love and death. I will be shocked. I honestly haven't finished a show in so long. The only thing that I consistently get through is Housewives because it's like you can do it and like you can get through it and I don't know. I'll be shocked if I get through it. I just I don't know. I just kinda get bored of everything. But when I was little, it was such a treat to go to Blockbuster. Oh my God. Do you guys remember we would go and it was like you would hope that the new movies I, I don't know about your Blockbuster, but in Florida we had um for anyone who's new or doesn't know, I, I spent my summers in Florida when I was growing up. We didn't have Blockbuster in England, I think. At least if we did, I, I wasn't a member of it in the UK. In the UK, I rented from a fucking library, from St. John's Wood Library. And that was like another, that was like the Stone Ages, okay? Because they had like three movies. And again, we would be allowed to go on Saturday morning and pick out a movie for the weekend. But like they had literally nothing. At least in Florida, we had Blockbuster and they had like more of the good movies. But how ours was in Florida was that it was like around the edges would be the new movies, and it was like so exciting to see the new movies every week that would come out. And we would get one and we would just watch it. Oh, my God. We watch it like three times in a row. And you remember you'd have to record the tape. You'd have to um, rewind the whole tape and it would take a couple minutes. You would slide in the in the video, the VHS and re- rewind it. And remember how Titanic was on two tapes and that was such a big deal. Such a big deal. Oh, my God. It's so long. Two tapes. Now fucking Avatar. Whatever that guy's name is. He'd need about 60 VHSs to get through that monstrosity. And no, I still haven't watched the second one. And no, I won't be. All right. That concludes my reminiscing. You see how much I like to reminisce? I love it. I'm serious. I could go for a whole episode just reminiscing about fucking videos. I'm serious. You give me any topic, I'd be quite happy to talk about it. So today I want to talk about living intentionally. And I know that sounds like some new age bullshit. You know, that you would get at like a a Seven Deadly Strangers or whatever that Hulu show was. Five Perfect Strangers. I'm butchering it. You get it. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with brand new releases and next listen recommendations. There's a story for every listener from classic favorites to exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors. Okay, so you guys, I listened to The Shards by Brett Easton Ellis on Audible, and it was so scary. Okay, I was freaking out. I would be in my car listening to it, and I literally sometimes would have to pull over because I was so engrossed in the story. It's set in Los Angeles. It is a mystery mystery thriller, who done it, and it is so scary and it's so emotive and I literally was addicted to it. I couldn't do anything else for like 2 weeks while I was listening to it. Audible members can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. New Audible members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com/tinks or text Tinks to 500, 500. That's audible.com/tinks or text Tinks to 500. 500 to try Audible free for 30 days. The reason I wanted to do this is actually because one of you wrote to me and said, can you talk more about this? It was from an AMA and I was saying, I've gone through periods of my life where I live intentionally and some that I don't. And I feel happier and more in control when I do live intentionally. And it's a complicated concept, right? Because... It's kind of about being aware of time without future tripping, but also acting in accordance with how your future self would want. And it's complicated and I think about this all the time because it's kind of a few of my beliefs conflicting, but I'm gonna give you some examples and unpack it. So the first time that I remember living intentionally is at college. In high school, the entire time I would live in the future. I I wasn't like miserable, so to speak, but I was pretty down. I was a pretty like in her room, like I had one best friend and we just hung on the weekends and we had fun. I'm not I'm not painting a picture of like I'm depressed, blah, blah. But I was just like I always wanted to be older. I was like, if I can just get to being eighteen, that was my vibe. I was not a person who thrived in high school at all. I felt ugly. I didn't feel cute. I didn't feel like I was cool really and So I was living in the future the whole time. The whole time I would like watch shows and I would be like, oh, my God, imagine when I'm like 30 or like, oh, my God, imagine when I'm in college. Like, that's going to be so cool. I wasn't aware of time. I mean, I don't think I don't think a lot of high school kids are aware of time. Maybe if you really love your high school and I know a lot of people do and that's amazing. You're kind of more aware of like it it being over. I remember watching like Laguna Beach and when they were leaving, they were so sad. And I was like, that's wild. Why would they be sad to leave for college? I was fucking stoked to go to college. So maybe if you love it, you're aware. And obviously you're not aware when you're a child because you're a child and you're just like living your life and that's why they say youth is wasted on the young. We get it. When I went to Stanford, I started having fun so quickly and my life changed so dramatically that I remember having a talk with myself freshman year. I don't know what possessed me, but I'm so glad it happened. And I said to myself, Tinks, you have four years. That's it. That's a short amount of time. I want you to live every day purposefully. I want you to have the most fun you can because when you leave, I don't want you to have any regrets because I'm... I'm an emotional gal, okay? I am fucking nostalgic. I'm all always in my feelings, always overthinking bullshit. So I remember thinking, I don't want to have any fucking regrets with the way that I lived. And I did. I, I mean, I really lived that way. I really have no regrets. I, I wish I had concentrated a teeny bit harder in classes, but I think that's just a maturity thing. Otherwise, I have no regrets. Now, you would think... That after I had that experience and I was I was so happy with how I lived those four years that I would carry on that system. But you know what? Life happens. Shit happens. You are airdropped into the real world and you have no idea what the fuck is going on. Absolutely no idea. You don't even know how to fucking log into your computer at work, let alone how to live intentionally. Right. You're just figuring out how to write a check. Or like get to work on time or like not get fired. So the whole like living intentionally, like I stopped therapy. I stopped thinking about that shit. I I didn't do any woo-woo stuff for those years. And I think that's fine. And I think that's normal. But I'm just want to talk about this in case it inspires anyone else to live intentionally. So I really didn't think about anything. I was just like holding on by the seat of my pants. That's the phrase. Yeah, I was holding on, flying by the seat of my pants. No idea. Just fast, 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 living so fast. Um, It was just very like, you know, when you go through those seasons of your life where you're very in the day to day drama, you're not having any existential thoughts. Like, I didn't think about death. I didn't think about the meaning of life. I didn't think about like purpose. I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Okay, like, go, go, go. And then it's Friday, time to black out. So it was just kind of like a period of insanity. So I would say I started to live more intentionally when I was 27, but I haven't been able to click into the same level of intention that I have that I did at college really since since then. And I think that that's like probably normal because you don't really have that many stresses at college. You're just like you're doing your thing and whatever. But when I was around 27, I started journaling. I just started being more aware of like the passage of time and about how future me wanted me to act now because that's when I really started to get into my wellness stuff and I started to think wow there's consequences to these actions like if I binge drink for three nights in a row I feel horrible and so it's like on a micro and a macro level I started to notice these patterns and like with dating like okay well when I act like this it doesn't feel good when I act like this it feel good it feel it feels good so essentially it's like what i'm talking about is living in a way future you would be proud of which is hard because you don't know how the future is going to pan out and i get that and i get we're really talking about high level woo-woo concepts but it's like and i say all the time we plan and god laughs but it's not really about planning you guys it's about living how you would want to live telling the story Does that make sense? Maybe this part is easier for me because I'm always in my head and I'm always like telling the story in my head. I'm like always narrating the story of my life in my head. But let me give you an example. So with breakups, one way that I kind of jolt myself into it if I know I want to go cold turkey is I I think to myself in a year from now, when I'm sitting around, and I use this with you guys all the time, this visualization, in a year from now, if you're sitting around the table with some newish friends and you're telling them the story of this breakup that you're going through right now, what do you want to say? Do you want to say, yeah, well, he cheated on me, but then like we spoke for six months on and off and I just kind of like let my life go to shambles because I I don't know. I just wasn't strong enough. and And then we eventually broke up anyway. Or do you want to say he cheated on me? I knew that I wasn't going to break up with him, so I went cold turkey and... It was a really fucking shitty month that was very hard, but then I started getting stronger and I took a trip with my best friend. I started going to this Pilates class I really liked and then after that, I I had a great summer, blah, blah, blah. That's an oversimplified example, but you, you understand the tool, right? The tool is to think, how would myself in a year from now want me to act now? So it's not planning, it's living in integrity with how your future self would want. And like one kind of small example that's always been tough for me is like with food and alcohol because I'm like, damn, in the moment, I want to eat and drink everything, right? And then I'm like, my future self is going to be annoyed if I do that. So that one is a little bit like as a hedonistic, hedonistic, I forget which way is the way you pronounce it in America, but person, that one has always kind of tripped me up. But one other I I, Like, I think about this with dating a lot. It's the thing that I always say about, imagine you meet a guy of your dreams in a week. How would you want to spend this time? I feel so fucking strongly about this. I know personally, if I looked back and wasted my singlehood, like being whiny and grateful, it would make me feel very upset for me personally, because I... I love life, like I love being alive. I'm very grateful for my life and like being healthy and everything. And I I can like I sometimes as a tool to myself, if I'm feeling like, "Oh, I wish I had a boyfriend or whatever, I, I really like conjure up the feeling. like I think visualization is such a powerful tool. I conjure up the feeling of being like, however old, and I'm like engaged, and I look back and I'm like, I cannot believe that I spent the entire year of 32 being like, oh, I don't have a boyfriend when I was young, healthy, hot, had amazing friends. Like that really bothers me. I'm not saying that you can't have blips. Like I'm not saying, you know, loneliness, that's a different conversation. And I'm not saying you can't desire again. You you get it. You've read the shift. You get it. But I'm saying like how I spend my time on earth is very, very important to me now. And I wish that I had been more clued into it in my twenties. That's literally why I wrote the book because it's like, don't waste your time feeling sad about something that you will get eventually you know what I mean and and so if you're if you're single and you're in that place like really visualize yourself walking down the aisle and thinking I can't believe that I wasted three years of my life being unhappy and now I have all this like that would just really that would bother me and so that's like a very very powerful tool for me It's not only does it help me in the present, but it like it just helps me ground myself in terms of how I spend time. I'm not saying that it's not difficult. Like I said, when you're working really hard and you're in a time of fucking stress, it's hard to be like, well, I'm grateful for this time and my future self would like want me to like enjoy being stressed out at work and staying till 10 p.m. every night. I'm not, I'm not like overly optimistic or, you know, oversimplifying it. It's, it's very difficult. I just, I don't think that we're taught to be aware of time, and I get it because it's scary because it's related to death, and you know I'm scared of that more than fucking anything, but I use that fear as a tool because I really don't want to have any regrets, and bar a few situations, I, I really don't. I regret spending so much time with Mark, or if you read the book you'll know, and I regret, um, I regret not moving to New York sooner. And and like I'm okay with that. If those are my main two, I don't have regrets about how I spent any other time. Like I really don't. Like any other experiences, I really don't have any regrets. So it's just like you need to be aware of time. I also read that book. If you, it's not really to do with this, but it's kind of to do with this. That book's like four thousand weeks or whatever. It's more. That's more about efficiency in time. But I, I just want you guys to be aware of it and live in a place where you your future self will be like yeah that was time well spent that was an era well spent even if you're getting your ass handed to you at work even if you're getting up at five and you're just gunning for this promotion and your whole life is just going to the gym and going to the office and going home like be aware of it if that makes sense don't let life live you you live life And I think if you are having a hard time grasping it or whatever, like really use the visualizations of yourself in a year from now. And how would you want yourself to act? Assume everything is going to go great. I love that mantra. uh, Live life as if the odds are in your favor. Assume you're going to meet someone awesome. Okay. How would you want to act now? because it would be a waste, wouldn't it? It would be a waste if you were on your honeymoon having the time of your life and you were like, damn, I spent the past four years acting like a lunatic and being so ungrateful and I'm never getting that time back. So I also will say like I feel a lot happier when I live this way because it just feels more intentional. And you, I'm sure you can imagine like a couple friends of yours who don't live that way at all. And like some people aren't like that. Like some people are truly just like today... I'm just waking up and like, uh, like, uh, I just going to live today and see how tomorrow goes. And that works for some people. It doesn't work for me because I, I just don't want to have any regrets. And I want to, I want my future self to be proud of how I live now. This is also why I, I think it's really good on a more minor level, like be thoughtful about who you're spending time with. Be thoughtful about where you're spending your time because time just goes, man. It just fucking flies, Like even this month, I thought it was going to feel so long having the house in the Hamptons, having all these friends coming. God, it went by like that in an instant. Write shit down, make a plan. This is also, by the way, in the intentionality thing, why I make goals for the year and goals for the week. It really helps. I actually just saw a reel. There was this guy and he was like, he was like, I do these three things and I feel like they're why I have, um, why I'm happy. He said he does one thing per year that he's never done before and that he'll probably never do again, or like one major thing. Every quarter, he introduces a new, small, good habit. And then, oh, what was the last one? It was like every six weeks, he does goes on a mini adventure or does something new that he hasn't done before. And then so by the time the end of the year is done, you've done one thing you've never done before. You have four new good habits and you have like whatever the math is on that one, like done all these things. And and he he said it's like such a key to happiness. And again, that's why I encourage you to make those lists at the beginning of the year. Even if you don't stick to them, that's okay. Have a guideline. Just don't let it pass you by because it's it's truly such a gift to be on this earth. I know it's cheesy, but like it's true. All right. I love you guys. I hope this helps you live intentionally in dating and work in life with friendships. Sorry. The last thing is like, I was always really clued into this about fr- friendships because I really, really value my friendships when I moved away. So like one thing I've always told myself is like, I want to be a person who has lifelong friends. Actually. Oh my God. I can't believe I didn't talk about this more. That's always been a big thing of mine is like, I want to have lifelong friends. That's so cool to me. And like, I'm also obsessed with, like, you know, those TikToks that are like, this Harvard study, like, interviewed people who were dying, like, at age 99, and, like, what what do they say the most important thing was, and all this and that. And, like, the two things that they say are, they wish that they, the regrets of the dying are, the number one one is, they wish that they hadn't lived a life for someone else, they wish they'd lived it for themselves, which perfectly connects to this and the second thing was like they wish they hadn't lost touch with their friends and I'm like hyper aware of that and I think that that's why I feel I'm so blessed to have a big circle of friends many of whom i have known for multiple you know decades at this point and I've always felt that way honestly because my parents not to put them on blast they, they didn't have like a huge group of friends Obviously, they moved to a new country and it was really hard for them, but I just like I saw them be isolated and I was like, I don't want that. Like, I want a community. I want a fucking village around me. And so that's something that I work at every day because I know future me is going to be happy, happy that I picked up the call, the, the phone in the car and called my friend who I haven't spoken to a month, happy that I took the trip, even though I was tired to connect with my friends, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not saying that's you. I'm saying figure out what future you want and live like that today. I love you. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.